Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Nisa and I'm Omar. Welcome to our podcast, Help I'm Sad. Today's episode is about daddy issues, which I think is fitting for June, as Father's Day will soon be upon us. To clarify by saying daddy issues, we're talking about the issues our fathers have and how our relationships with our fathers have impacted our life in other relationships. This one, I think we know that this one's going to be pretty intense. <laughs> so buckle up. If you're of the melancholy variety, a nervous wreck, or anything in between, settle in and make yourself at home. Okay, so how has your month been? Honestly, this month has been productive to say the least. I've worked out a lot. I've worked on like my career a lot. Um, and basking in the book, like the me constantly progressing in like my personal work in terms of this podcast, in terms of music endeavors and kind of things of that nature. So honestly, this month has been really good and next month well this month well last month was what was really good so this upcoming month um is my birthday coming up so I'm excited about that I'm turning 27 um it's gonna mean something turning 27 I don't know what yet but I'm gonna make sure I do do it big so how about you how have you been this month I would say that even though it's been a hard month for me like emotionally and mentally I think that I've been handling it really well. So I would say my month has been good and it's been, it's been revealing, I would say, mm. in my progress, I guess, as, as a person and as from where I used to be, I feel like I've definitely changed um, and how I cope with the various things that happen in my life. I feel like my coping mechanisms have changed. And I think a lot, a large part of that is due to obviously therapy. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think that how I would have dealt with what I'm going through right now is very different from how I'm dealing with it now. And like you, I've been spending this month, like really working towards my career goals, um, working on myself, 
um, whether that's being like physically health healthy, but also like mentally healthy. Yeah. Um, I've been, I think when things don't go the way that I hoped or planned in the past, I would wallow in it and I would kind of be like, okay, well, this is how it's going to be forever. And now I'm kind of trying to change the mindset because I know how you think the things that you focus on are, is what comes, becomes your future. It becomes your present. And like, I am trying to actively choose to envision a better future for myself, no matter what the current circumstances are, which is very difficult for me. And I think it's difficult for like humans in general, but I think it's something that's very difficult for me. And I'm, like it's like really exhausting because it takes so much time to actively disengage with your thoughts and to actively control and like fix the way that you've been thinking for like a majority of your life and I think we were kind of talking about this before we started recording but it's hard to be patient sometimes and like reap the rewards of your work Mm -hmm. whether that's like career work or like even just personal growth like it just takes so much patience to see the fruit of your labors. And that's what I'm trying to work on right now is being patient and like, keep going because eventually it'll pay off. And I know that it'll pay off because it's happened in the past. Like where I am now is a reflection of the work I've done in the past. But I think when you're living in the moment of whatever you're going through, if it's a hard time, like you're just stuck in that moment. You're stuck thinking like, this is how it's going to be. And I think that's a part of depression where it's like it tricks your brain into thinking that like what you're currently going through is always going to be your life. Yeah. And that's just not true. Like every change is one thing that is always for sure. It's always going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. And so you can count on the fact that the feelings will change. Like it won't always be this way. So this is the part of the podcast where Omar asks us two would you rather questions. So what is our first question for today? Okay, for our first would you rather question, would you rather allow your parents access to your browse history or your boss access to your browse history? Nisi, start us off. (laughs) I think I would rather my parents have access to my browser history. Mm. And this is because I don't want people in my business from my job like you know what I'm saying like I yeah like my mom knows what I'm looking up because I look up weird stuff like I google questions you know how many times I'm in google asking stupid questions like I feel like she wouldn't judge me for that but I feel like my boss would judge me for that and maybe question why they hired me um (laughs) also I just don't want them knowing what I'm doing on my like free time or like whatever you know like yeah Now, is this browser history for like at my job or is this like my personal browser history, like on my own personal laptop? Because if it's at work, then I definitely don't want my boss to see. But if it's my own laptop, I definitely don't want my boss to see. (laughs) (laughs) Either way it goes. Right. Yeah. Um, I I would agree with you. At first, I was hesitant, not going to cap to you. but, But like when I think about the relationship aspect, yeah, I, I wouldn't want my boss to see nothing I got going on. Like, I wanted you to know me in one, like, for me to do this one service, not for you to, like, know my entire being. And you just, <laughs> I'm not ever planning to talk to you about none of it. So, like, yeah, I'm good. 
The second, would you rather? Uh, would you rather live in a world where everyone ignores you or live in a world where everyone is mean to you? Okay. For me, this one is hard because I know myself and I know that I don't like being ignored. Not just like yeah. ignored in a rude way, but feeling like not like feeling like I'm not heard or feeling like I'm not seen. It's really hard for me for my own traumatic reasons, <laughs> my me, own childhood trauma. <laughs> right. Let me put perimeters on this um on this question because ignoring you where everyone ignores you, ignoring you includes just ignoring every request that you may have of someone else, not like ignoring you like to say thank you or you know what I'm saying something like that like ignoring any requests you may have like can you move out the way or can you do this or let, can I come through or none of that they won't ignoring you and okay. then for the mean they're just mean okay. every time you come around just me <laughs> um like what kind of mean is it like calling you names mean or just like mean not physically mean, but like mean that mean in a way that would offend you. Okay. So like okay. Every time. <laughs> um, then I would say I would rather this is hard because here's the thing. I'm used <laughs> to being ignored. So I guess I could probably go my whole life being ignored. I'm used to it. I'm also used to people being mean to me. <laughs> like person like not, not like friends or anything but like I've had family be mean to me yeah so it's like the lesser of two evils I guess I would say I would rather live in a world where everyone ignores me just because I'm used to it and I don't want to live in a world where everyone's mean to me because that will just hurt my self-esteem I mean both would hurt my self-esteem but I feel like if someone was like mean to me hey like hey you have a big forehead like I'd be like that really hurt today right like some Especially days I today. just can't yeah some days <laughs> I just can't handle it whereas I feel like being ignored is just like sometimes you want to be ignored like not in a rude way but sometimes you just want people to not like recognize you around right <laughs> yeah right. you want to be invisible so sure. I would say ignored and also like I'm a black woman so I'm always ignored in society boom yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there's that we right. say it is uh, what I <laughs> okay so here so last time we talked about um <laughs> astrology and how I don't try to lean on that aspect but here here's my um hypocrite nature in me my Gemini side of me doesn't want everybody to be mean to me and I would rather that because you can be mean to me but when I'm asking for something you're going to do it and I just know for a fact if you ignore me and I'm asking you something, you're not going to do it. And that's when we, that's when really, really, really take me there. And so I could, I could be mean with the rest of them. So let's, let's do it. Yeah. That's also another reason I was thinking like, maybe I would. I'm just want savage the world today. Yeah. Everyone to be mean is because I would feel this is bad, but this is honest. I would feel justified in being mean back if I was having a bad day. Yeah. So as I said earlier in the episode, Today's episode is all about fathers and our the father-child dynamic and relationship. And I think most of the world can relate to having a rocky relationship with their father. Um, not saying that everyone has a bad relationship with their dad. There's people out there who love their dad and it's great and 
it's perfect. Um, but I think for many people, we have a hard time connecting emotionally to our fathers. And that's probably largely due to the fact that society makes it seem bad for men to have emotions or to show vulnerability. And so maybe that sometimes is why we have a hard time connecting with our fathers. But I just want to start off this episode with talking about our relationships with our fathers. And I also want to note that like this topic isn't an easy topic to talk about. And so if it sounds awkward, it sounds like we're sidestepping um, certain things. It's because we are. (laughs) And it's because it's very real. And so like this episode isn't to expose anybody, but it's also to be very real about relationships and how it affects our mental health. So I want to ask you, Omar, first, what is your relationship with your dad like? Okay, so let me preface this by also saying, adding adding on to the sidestepping thing, I strongly believe in, like, I know that I know that I know the value of privacy and something being sacred and not a secret. And so with that being said, a lot with with my relationship with my dad, you ask what, what is my relationship with my dad? It is right now in this current state in good standing. And I mean that genuinely with like the deepest core of my heart, (laughs) which I'm, which I'm really happy about, but I also am optimistic about knowing that our relationship could grow further. Um, Now you mentioned most of the world not having good relationship with their fathers. And I can concur that my relationship with my dad growing up, even though he's been in my life my entire life, hasn't been the best because of the, the emotional um, disconnect factor that I think um, put a wedge in how we dialogued and how we got along growing up. So right now we're good. We talk on a regular basis. Um, we don't have really in-depth conversations that I, I, I would want to have, but that's, you know, hopeful thinking type of thing other than that I think we're pretty good how about you um (laughs) we talked about this before right right. (laughs) well you know as my best friend you know and like literally being there in my life during this time like yeah I don't have the relationship with my dad is non-existent and it's been like that for majority of my life I'm gonna also offer that it's been like that my whole life um but I'm gonna explain the two why I said both so like the first reason why I said most of my life is like physically he hasn't been there for most of my life like physically in my presence like there financially or physically like trying to have a relationship with me right yeah and then there's also the aspect of like not being there emotionally which you touched on a bit it's like there's an emotional disconnect which is very obvious when you there is no physical connection like there's no physical you can't really be emotional with someone when they're not there right um and so even the reason why I said it was he was basically not there my whole life is that when he was there I did feel even as a child I could sense that there was a disconnect there like he was there but he wasn't there there like mentally and emotionally there like he was somewhere else and so I think my relationship with my, or the lack thereof, my relationship with my father has greatly impacted my mental health and my feelings of self-worth, which I feel like it does for many people. Like if they don't have a relationship with either parent, it 
uh, affects their self-worth because that's the first love that you know right and um so I just want to talk about like how our relationships have our relationships with our fathers have impacted our life and any relationships that we've had thereafter um that's a good question I think the impact of my relationship with my father um impacts the totality of how I operate in the world I think like it doesn't have to be romantic relationships but like platonic and business relationships I like I operate out of the knowledge or the understanding of who I am as a person and how much I'm loved by the people who created me and so like I've always known like I've had the idea I had the privilege and the honor to have my parents be together until I was like 13 14 up until I got into high school so like before they got divorced my perspective of a relationship was intact like me thinking the next step after I get into a relationship is marriage marriage children children whatever happy ever after there wasn't like a doubt in my mind that <laughs> that it that that wasn't gonna be my reality but since that divorce I think it shifted how I um view happily ever after and it made me go inward in a way that wasn't productive um because I wasn't as vocal about my discomfort my um my not understanding why the relationship didn't work even though it might not have been my business as a, as a child I think a an answer to the end would have would have done my heart good but also not having the language to emote that has always been a thing um and so like finding language has it has been like the biggest impact on my relationships is I don't think I have a I don't have many relationships that are not meaningful to say the least like people around me constantly value how deep connect how deeply connected I can be because I saw a level of um shallowness within our within my own home that was normal you know what I'm saying and so coming out of that normality coming from the age of 26 like looking at the age of 26 now um i i, I truly can see that i operated like from a place of hurt for, for a long long time because i didn't understand i didn't know how to and i didn't know how i didn't know i could talk about what hurt that caused you know what i'm saying yeah um because i I think part of I think part of my issue is because I don't have the because I don't have the words to emote the questions or the or the feelings I feel I go into well since I don't have the question to ask that must mean that if I did have the question the answer would be obvious and how I would would be reacting would be wrong if that makes sense so like now I'm not I'm not I'm prone to not I'm desensitized to a lot of things because I just don't know what's proper because yeah. I think naturally I'm a person I think a, a majority of, of people are just in the state of mind of how can I be a good a good person how can I serve better just instinctually and, and by nature so like when 
when you're going against that, when you're not like wanting to evolve, you're picking to be stagnant. And I find myself constantly choosing that because evolving doesn't seem, evolving in relationships doesn't seem worth it. And is that because, would you say that's because of how your relationship with your father was for a portion of your life? Like the yeah. relationship that, okay. Yeah, I because within, okay, so within that marriage, I didn't see a lot of my dad because he worked a lot. And so like, but, but within him working a lot, we were in a house, we had cars, we had vacations, we had, you know, we never yeah. went without, we had gifts. Like, I, I felt like I lived American dream. So like, there was no, <laughs> there was no need for me to like question like his, his, his being because I knew what he was doing, yeah. but I didn't know his absence emotionally, what that would do because- yeah it allow other people to take spaces where he should have taken um, yeah. space, if that makes sense. So do you, are you saying that like, that at one point you didn't value relationships as you do now because your father didn't value that relationship with you? Like he was so focused. I think this is a thing that's like very prevalent in like people of color. Yeah, It's like, you focus on what needs to be done and what needs to be done in that moment is providing for your family. Yeah. Um, and so you push everything else aside. And so do you think that like for a point in your life, you thought, okay, well, because he is pushing our relationship aside, that that means relationships aren't as important as providing for your family or providing for yourself or going to work or getting the job done. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, and when I tell you, like we, like I've held a, I held a, a emotional grudge against my dad for so long. Like I would use that energy to catapult me through mm. uh, fear, yeah, and what I thought was something that I had to overcome, not necessarily avoid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there, there have been so many instances where because he wasn't emotionally investing in, I think, I, I think we have a conversation. I think we have, we have a really in-depth conversation about where we could have gone differently in terms of our relationship and growing. Um, and so based on that conversation, I think because he didn't emotionally invest as much as he even saw that he could have because he was working so hard on trying to get us to the next level of what he thought was the dream I think it left room for me to um feel like I had to figure it out on my own and then outsource to people that didn't have my best interests at heart or yeah. was or was speaking from a place of their own hurt that I mm -hmm. internalized that's not really my that's not really mine to hold you know what I'm saying yeah yeah. I one of the things you said was like um that that period of like not prioritizing um your relationship with your father catapulting you and like you having like this emotional grudge and like catapulting yourself to kind of like not to prove him wrong but to kind of maybe it was to prove him wrong or to like show that like you could be that person or you could 
have those relationships, whatever the case may be. I feel like I can relate to that in the sense that like when you don't have a relationship with your parent, and I feel like as a daughter, specifically with a father, I feel like there are times when you have low self-worth. And I know for me that that to a degree, um, it has impacted me in the sense that I feel like I need to catapult myself forward, not solely because he wasn't there, but partly because, how do I want to say this? Okay. So I feel like not having that relationship and feeling like I have low self-worth because he didn't choose to stick around. He didn't choose to have that relationship with me. It has catapulted me into wanting to be ultra successful and like ultra ambitious and like prove that like, even though you weren't there, I can still be good. Like I'm still okay without you. And so I think it's interesting how in both instances, even though your dad was like physically there, but he wasn't emotionally there, that we had those same feelings. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's interesting because at the core of it, it's not having that emotional connection, right? Like yeah. that's what we both really needed. Like I needed that emotional connection. You needed that emotional connection. And it has impacted our choices in life and how we go about proving ourselves to the world or to other people. And I think that's a kind of devastating place to be in because you don't ever want to be in that place where you feel like you have to prove yourself to the world. Yeah. Um, One, because the world is going to reject you. That's what the world does. Not everyone's going to like you. And so if you're stuck in that mindset of saying like, oh, I'm worthy of having a relationship with someone or I'm worthy of being seen or I'm worthy of being successful or whatever, um, I think it can kind of put you in a place where you're like a slave to your emotions and like that thing that you didn't get when you were a child. When it comes to like my relationships, I would say that like, not having a father around obviously plays a major role in like (laughs) your relationships and like the choices you make. And I think for me, you know, in friendships, I think in general, I have a fear of commitment. (laughs) Um, But I also have through, you know, doing the work and stuff, I have learned that I also have an anxious attachment style. So it's like kind of conflicting. But I feel like with my relationships, I have this need to prove that I'm okay without you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like for me, I, when I have friendships, they're like very low maintenance. (laughs) Like they're very like, I'll see you when I see you. Like we'll talk when we talk. And in the past, I think that has been hard for some people. And I'm not saying that this isn't just part of my personality aside from like, um, the relationship or the lack of relationship I have with my dad because I do think just being an introvert that tends to be how relationships are right but I think for certain friends it has been an issue because it seems like I'm not like I don't care about the relationship um, and for other relationships I feel like when it comes to like marriage and stuff I have a major like fear of commitment and. I think that I would like to be married one day, (laughs) but it's also very terrifying to think that I can marry someone and um, it not work out 
and not just like in the sense that it's not working out oh that would be sad but like I think it's not even do you feel like you you'll be repeating history yeah I'm scared to repeat history that's also a major reason why I don't want children is because I don't want one I don't want to be a single mother there's nothing wrong with that but it's just not I don't have the energy or capacity to do it yeah um and then also I I don't want to repeat history but I also I'm just scared of like committing to one person and trusting that one person with my my future like what if I give my time and energy to this person and they decide they just don't want to be with me anymore they just don't love me the way that they used to and I know that's part of life but it's also very triggering for me as someone who was (laughs) abandoned by my father I don't really want that to happen again and I know you can't stop those things but it's a very real feeling and a very real fear and I think some like I want to express that like that fear is very like physical, like in the sense that like you can feel it in your body when you have that fear of it happening. And so I think that's one way that like my lack of a relationship with my dad has impacted my mental health is that it's, I do believe that like I've had anxiety and depression because of it, because it all comes down, like we were talking about early in episode to your thoughts and a lot of my thoughts about myself are because of how my father treated me and so I think you know it's gonna obviously I'm working on it as I said before I'm working on changing those thoughts because you know people are gonna say things or do things to you and that's because of them it's not because of you you know most of the time it's not because of you and so you have to like not base who you are based off of how someone has treated you but yeah. it's very hard when you're a child and certain events take place and you don't have that understanding of the world yet. So you kind of internalize it and think it is all of your fault and it is because of you. And so I think that's the major way that major way that my mental health health has been impacted by um, my relationship with my dad. Yeah, I and see, I think because I had my dad in my life my entire life I have and then I have had my dad's dad and my mom's dad in my life my entire life there's just a level of representation I've always had Mm -hmm. and then my dad and then my dad actually being successful and like me seeing what I think a level of success looks like um it made me mirror him and when I realized that like I'm an individual and some of the things that I would love to love to mirror I, I don't have the capacity to and that's that doesn't make me less than and like I think not knowing that it doesn't make me less than and that and that time made me feel like I wasn't capable or I didn't have the capacity like I really didn't have the capacity even though my dad would constantly encourage me and say that I do and that he saw potential and that, you know what I'm saying? These, these things that your father, I feel like your father and mother should say to you to encourage you to, to be the best you can be. But it was hard for me to, to really believe that on a deeper level because of the lack of emotional um, intimacy with my father that I didn't have. And then he was physically there providing in my home for all my life, but he wasn't, physically 
there you know what i'm saying and when i did sports and stuff he was there he you know was coaching and was being a part of that way but outside that you know it was nothing deeper um and so i think that affected my mental health and i think that catapulted me to understand like i can have exactly what most americans want but i still struggle with my mental health in the same capacity why is that you know what i'm saying and so like that really like because of that that makes me want to work harder at understanding what a relationship with a father looks like healthily without it without having the expectation that it needs to be perfect because other people who don't are not in my position who whose father is may be absent or may not be alive because that's another you know case and scenario um how can I show how can I show up as a good example of, of a son to a father and you know what I'm saying and give that point of view yeah um speaking of like other you know father-child relationships I was just curious because I know for me <laughs> we've talked about this before where um I've had like I've never really had feelings of jealousy of like a father-daughter relationship or like you know like you watch a movie and you're like oh this father-child relationship is great and you're like you know some people might be like I wish I had that and I think I to a level I did like a certain extent I did but I didn't want to accept it like that I was jealous of it but I think also there was a part of me like I know there's a part of me that like for years I would see those father-daughter relationships and I would be like that's weird (laughs) like I I would that's that's not the first time I heard that either so like yeah yeah I would be like watching a movie or show and I'd be like it's so weird that like they have a close relationship and that they talk to each other about everything and that like he shows up and like that they have like a normal relationship but to me it was I was kind of repulsed by it which is like that's a whole other thing but I think it's because I've never had that and like you said you had other male role models in your life that kind of stepped in um when your father couldn't and I've never had that and so to me a relationship with a man seemed very foreign and like weird (laughs) you know what I'm saying and so there was that aspect but then there was like underneath that a jealousy of like why does that person get to have that and then like why don't I get to have that and then there's like whole other you know things about it about father like child relationships that I've seen through like media or like other you know in like real life that has made me think like it would be so it's so foreign to me that like it's weird like that's a problem (laughs) and eventually like I began to like kind of now when I watch movies or I see you know real relationships of fathers and daughters I'm not like creeped out by it anymore and I don't know what that switch was for me maybe it was like doing months and months of work in therapy talking about it but like for me I'm not creeped out by anymore I'm like oh that's great I don't have it and I might not ever have it but that's great for them and I know that I have a relationship with my mother that some daughters would die to have you know what I'm saying and so I'm I think the process of like accepting your relationship like for you I think it's just so great that like you've been able to evolve your relationship with your father and like 
I know for me, like some people are like, oh, do you think like your relationship with your dad will ever change or whatever? And for me, the honest truth is no. Um, just based off of what I know about him and his track record. Um, and for me, I think. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15, 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. That was a kind of a push to let go of that jealousy and to like stop being creeped out about about healthy father-daughter relationships because like the truth is like at some point you have to accept that maybe your relationship with your father isn't going to be what you always wanted it to be but that doesn't mean you can't move on or that doesn't mean you can't like let go of that idea and accept it for what it is and I think you've done that to to a degree with your father is like it may not be exactly to a T everything that you want it to be but you've been able to have those conversations and you've been able to kind of suss out for yourself like do I think it's a real possibility that it could get there or do I just need to accept him for who he is and make the best out of that situation yeah and I and like the conversation (laughs) had to happen on my accord because I I realized out of that grudge and out of that hurt that I felt um came a lot of expectation of what I thought mm-hmm. was supposed to happen or what, who I thought he was specifically supposed to be, not like what a regular sponsor was supposed to be. Cause I don't have those, those, uh, idea. Like I don't, I, I haven't experienced, I don't, I don't experience jealousy of other people's relationships because I felt like all my relationships growing up were that of a, that of a village. So there wasn't mm-hmm. room for jealousy because you were being taken care of by a slew of people. <laughs> so yeah. Can I just not. clarify for a second that my jealousy yeah. 
was not necessarily of the type of relationship it was just the jealousy that that person was literally showing up and like being there for their child which is like the bare minimum literally (laughs) the basic literally the basics i understand that like literally the basics um but even understanding like my basic needs were met and i was still unhappy (laughs) So, so why is that and i think on one hand it was partly things that happened to me that were outside of my dad's control that I need to work through, but then there were some things that he saw, you know what I'm saying, as being something to be accountable for. So I think that allowed for us to know where we were and where we could go in terms of growing and constantly evolving. I think more than anything, this pandemic has taught people that their mental health isn't a, a singular feeling or definition, uh, definition terminology is um, has a multitude, a dimensional, <laughs> like a dimensional space. Like there's not, you're going to be happy in your mental health forever after you realize this. Right. I have. It's a, like a I, roller coaster. It definitely like it's is truly a journey. Like one day you're good, and the next day you're in pieces. Even like I feel like I pride I pride myself. I try to remain humble in all things, but I pride myself on having a peace of mind. And even with a peace of mind, I'm still having to go through frustrations and anger and anxiety. I think it's just choosing what I'm willing to let grow in me. <laughs> and that frustration I can allow to grow in me by by saying those negative things that is frustrating me by you know giving it that room or I can speak in, speak against it by you know find, giving like finding solutions to fix the problem <laughs> if it, if it's that close to me that I can't just ignore it or walk away from it um and I can't ignore my dad or walk away from my dad because <laughs> he's my dad and so um and, and he's making an effort you know what i'm saying he's not mm-hmm. like not calling me he's not not coming around like so right. because well, you're rubbing in my effort. face no i'm just kidding and, so, <laughs> and, and i literally i literally was thinking about like how do i preface this like how do i have this conversation because i'm not in a un un wanting to be healed space to not want to see people through so like how do i <laughs> what's what the proper mean? what's the proper way of like having a dialogue when <laughs> our situations are completely opposite completely I think opposite. there's I think there's the, like the dialogue is fine like how it is like I don't think there needs to be a certain dialogue I think we both know our truth <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I think we both know that like we each have a different story And I think there's a value in having a father that's there physically, but might not be there emotionally. Like you had someone there who you could count on to provide for you. Yeah. And so, but I also think there's not a value, but there's, I don't know how to phrase this because like, obviously everyone wants to have their parents in their lives. Right. But like, I think there is, you know, for me, when I was talking to my mom once about it, she was like, how do you know that him not being there was the best thing that could have happened to you? Like, what if him not showing up was what was best for you? And as a child, you're not thinking that's what's best for me. Right. You're thinking, mm, but everyone else has a dad. Right. And <laughs> they I would like chose to, have to show mine up. around. <laughs> right. 
but when you think about it, it's like, you don't know what demons he's dealing with. And how do I know that I wouldn't have been worse off seeing him in with my mom or being, you know, around. And so I think not having a relationship with your parent is obviously painful, but I think it's, there's a level of like, at least I didn't have, I didn't experience any of him. Like, I think it would be harder to experience one facet of him and not have the other. Whereas now I just don't have anything, which sometimes I feel like can be easier than having a little bit of something, but not being able to have it all. Um, It's like having that, like a corner of chocolate, but you just want the whole, (laughs) the whole chocolate bar. And it's painful and hard because you're just like, I just want to have it all, but I can't. Sometimes it's better to just not even have the chocolate bar available to you. And so I think. I think that like having this dialogue, one is like very helpful because whoever's listening, like they might relate to your story, but not to mine, or they might relate to mine, but not to yours. And being able to see both sides is helpful because I'm sitting here thinking, would it be, would I want to have a relationship with my dad in which I couldn't have what I feel like is very necessary for me, which would be an emotional connection. Or would I just have nothing at all and have a really great solid relationship with my mom and like my friends and all that other stuff. And so I think like, it's not up to you to decide like what the dialogue is. Cause I think like everyone knows what they're like, I'm not jealous that you have a relationship with your dad, like, because it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone has a different relationship. And I think no one, I think there are people out there who probably are jealous of other relationships like parent-child relationships but I think for us like we've done the growth we've done the healing and I think we're not those types of people where we have to tiptoe around what we're saying to like make sure that we are each we're not hurting each other's feelings about things like you can't hurt my feelings (laughs) by saying like oh your dad's not there like he hurt my feelings when he decided to leave that's him. like not you (laughs) like you can't hurt me (laughs) about it I know what the situation is we both know what it is and so I think you shouldn't have to like feel like you have to tiptoe around it or anything. I, I appreciate that. And like, like I'm when we said when Nisi said we're healed, like we're healed. I'm freshly, fresh. Well, fresh. we're healing. We're in the process because right, I'm we're not. We're constantly in the process. Constantly in the process. You know, I had a two parent household for so long. In some in certain aspects, it didn't feel like that, right? And I think that what led to. The divorce in the first place but even though I still have two parents in two different households it's still like um it was still like a level of like I'm feeling like I'm by myself still like even though my mom's trying to love me and to do for me I still feel by myself like there's something that I need from my dad that you my mom can't say <laughs> like yeah. I need to hear from this man in my life or you know what I'm saying if it, even if it's like not even a a heterosexual relationship you need to hear from a, a different perspective different person yeah about their love for you or you know the, the the level the journey it took to get you here you know what I'm saying yeah and I, I would hear that from my mom all the time but I needed to hear some of that testimony from my dad that made me once I got out of my own way of thinking in terms of anger and fear and shame of, of all that 
it made for the conversation I had with him two years ago to like assess where we are as father and son easier because if the conversation I had with him to literally explain all my all my trauma, all of my transgressions, all of my all of my fears, all of my uh, anger towards him and let him know where I'm at in my healing process starting off and what I'm not gonna accept moving forward, it made for whatever his response was gonna be, even though I was scared. Like my my heart was in my butthole, like having this conversation, but like I knew I knew I know what I know what I know what I know that I need to have that conversation and that regardless of the outcome that something was going to change and the change was I was ready for you know what I'm saying and if it was going to make us closer cool that would be the <laughs> the, the thing I would hope for but if it did make us closer also cool because that just that just solidified the fear that I allowed you know, to, to creep in, to be that and, you know, to move on, to move yeah, on. Yeah. It gave you like answers and like confirmation, like either, like, I feel like if you didn't have that conversation, you'd be like, well, maybe if I have the conversation, it will go the way that I want, or maybe it won't. But it's like, if it doesn't, then now, you know, like, at least you have the conversation. And I think, right. I think that's great that you're like sharing that you had the conversation that you said, what'd you say? Your hut was, your butt was in your my heart, heart was, was in, in my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so funny because I think like I've only had one conversation with my dad about how I felt about how he's treated me and the way that things the way that our relationship has gone over the years. That was a long time ago. And when I had that conversation, I had that same feeling, right? Um but the main reason why I had that feeling it was like, oh, what if I tell him how I'm feeling and he doesn't care? And, or he, I tell him how I'm feeling and he denies that he denies doing what he did to cause me to feel that way Yeah. or like basically gaslights me Yeah. <laughs> or what if I tell him and then things change. Now, when I was younger, there was a point where I gave up thinking that things would change. If I tell him things will change. It came to a point where I just need to tell you because I'm sick of holding it in. Yeah. Like, it's not about <laughs> if you'll change or not, because I doubt that you will. It's about me. And like, if you change, you change. That's great. But for me, I just need to get it off my chest. Yeah. Because it was like too much. Um, but I remember like telling him how I felt and like immediately telling after telling him. So like going into telling him I had the heart in my butthole feeling. <laughs> and then after telling him, I had this, like, I just remember thinking like, what if everything I've told him is too heavy for him to bear? Like, what if, because he's my father and he realized that he hurt me so bad that like, it hurts too much for him. And like, I think that just goes to show like the type of person I am. Like, as a child, why are you caring like <laughs> that your father is going to be in pain? Like usually as a child, you're a little more selfish in that area. But like, I was just like, had that feeling. And I remember telling my mom, she was like, you don't have to be concerned about how he's feeling. Like he's a grown man. He will deal with it, how he deals with it. That's not your responsibility. Yeah. And so I think that freed me from thinking like, oh, I 
have to hold back how I'm feeling so that he can feel good about himself and not feel like a bad dad. But it's like, you are. <laughs> if, <laughs> like, if, if in my reality, you presented that way, that is, that is, that's that your is issue. factual. Exactly. Right. And it's your issue. It's not mine. Yeah. And I think, um, a, a aspect of the relationship that's really bothered me throughout the years is that like he I think a lot of fathers are this way is that when they don't have a relationship with their child is that they blame the child for not having the relationship yeah um and for me that's something that's very angering because as a child it shouldn't be my responsibility to pick up the phone and call you that should be your responsibility It shouldn't be my responsibility to ask you when are you going to come see me? That should be your responsibility. (laughs) You should be like, hey, I'm going to come see you. And on top of that, you should stick to your word. But that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my my own expectations for a father. (laughs) That's just my own expectations for a father. Some people may have different expectations. But I think having that expectation put on me as a child to be the person who facilitates the relationship is what has given me an anxious attachment style like I'm the one seeking I'm the one trying to form that relationship I'm the one trying to hold on and grasp to a relationship because that's how I've been taught and for me that's like being an anxiously attached person as you can imagine, is anxiety ridden, right? Like you have anxiety trying to maintain this relationship. And I realized that like at a certain point, and I can't like label this point or like pinpoint when this moment happened for me, but I think it happens when you've been neglected so many times that there's a point where you're like okay I see the pattern and I don't see it changing so I'm not gonna care anymore you know what I'm saying not that you're not gonna care but you're not going to it's not going to be the basis for your future expectation is what I'm saying is that like because you've set this pattern I no longer have belief in you right and so that investment this investment relationship can go wayside and I would not be affected yeah and so I've kind of divested myself from that relationship and have come to terms with it yes at times it's very sad and at times it's still angering and like you said like you're still in the process of healing like we all are but like for me I've had like so many ups and downs of where I've like okay I need to work on forgiving him and there's times where I'm like I just want to forget about him and there's other times where I'm like I just want to be angry about it. Like the fact that he didn't show up for me, how he, how I felt like he was supposed to. And I don't know where I'm at right now. I think, I think at this point I've come closer to acceptance and the fact that like, I, if our relationship is never mended, I'll be okay. And thinking, I know people like, have always asked me like, oh, do you think you'll ever have a relationship? And like, you know, you need, your father and all that stuff and I'm like I mean I'm 25 I'm not saying you don't ever need your father because I think having a father would be nice but I also think that when I needed him he wasn't there and so I've moved past that place of needing him because I've learned to not need him so 
now that I've been conditioned to not need him, I do not feel that I need him further on. Not saying that if he came to me and wanted to have a relationship, I would shut him down. But I would say that it would, it wouldn't feel so necessary. It wouldn't feel like if if he comes to me, I have to say yes. I think, I think like the opportunity to grow exponentially as a person, to do more for whatever cause that you feel you need to do, I think will happen faster or happen with a greater velocity if you had a two-parent household. Yeah. (laughs) But because that's not the reality, I, I don't think that makes you less of a person, but I think that makes your chances of stability through your success just a higher stake. I think it's going to be a lot harder for you to get there. Not impossible, just a lot harder because I think there's certain lessons and certain revelations I think a parent can give you insight on if they were in the house to get kind of see what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? See what you're doing behaviorally to kind of steer you in a different direction. Yeah. And I feel like for the most, like with your dad being absent, there was just like, there's no, (laughs) there's no reality where you can see him at being there for you in this day and age back then as heavy as you really wanted him to be versus like you being an adult and not really not need him at all. And then for me, like my dad being physically there, but not being emotionally there. So like, I feel like he wasn't there where I really needed him emotionally. So like now that I'm in my adulthood, I like, I'm not, here's my healing part. I'm not calling as often as I should to check on him, but he's making sure, making sure, make sure he calls me. And so you kind of, you kind of see like the relationship. And that's what I'm saying. We're we're good now. Cause I feel like before he wouldn't have called, like he wouldn't have been taking the effort to like call. Cause he'd know he had my location or, you know, he'll just, just know I'm okay. Or figure I'm okay. But he makes an effort to see now. I just wanted to ask you, like, how is your process going of forgiving your father? Do you feel like you've forgiven him for the things that you feel like you need to forgive him for? Do you feel like there's still room for improvement? Or do you, like, what's your your feelings about that? So my current assessment of my relationship with my dad, I've, I fully, I'm checking on myself right now. Have I fully forgiven my father? Yes. Um, is there areas in which we can improve? Yes. Am I making an, do I feel like I'm making a good enough effort is my battle question because that falls into the value, like falls under like my value system and who and what I value. And I think that for me is a constant point of check. Like I check my, who I value, who and what I value almost every day. Just because, just like like everything changes. So like, I just want to make sure that I'm putting people in position. I'm putting myself in position to be just as much of a blessing as I know other people can be to me. Um, so with that being said, I feel like I could do a lot more to further our relationship. I think my dad could do some more to further our relationship. I don't know what that looks like realistically. <laughs> which is why like, I'm hesitant to say it in the first place because I, don't, I really don't know what a, a really healthy relationship looks like between a father, my father and me um, outside of what a healthy relationship between a father and a son looks like because that 
it's I don't like I'm trying to get off under the social construct thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I know for a fact my family unit is unique that in that we're not like anybody else. Like I remember growing up, this is a, I'm sidetracking, but I remember growing up like having people come up to me complimenting our family for being so so open and I not honest but like open in terms of our doors in terms of allowing people to come in and 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 fellowship with us and have it felt like our house was a safe space before I knew what a safe space was and so when as I create co-create a safe space of my of my own I think in my adultness have having a different relationship with my dad that goes around that co-creating of safe spaces would probably be, I don't know. I don't know. We're good though. I, I feel good in our relationship. I feel like it'll be a lot better. Long story short. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't, yeah. How about you? How do you feel? Cause like, here's my thing. So like, I, I figure, I figure you, you're at a place where if the relationship happens ever, you're okay with it, it being what it is. Um, but like if he did someday, let's just put a time on it in a year and a half, be like, okay, Nisi, I'm, I've messed up tremendously. I've been an asshole. I haven't been aware of, of who I really was to you. Can I do something? He starts putting effort. Would you be open to that idea? Um, so I'm going to start by saying that I, I personally feel like I've done the most forgiving that I can like I've forgiven him for what I can that's in my capacity right now gotcha um with that being said what I mean by like first one, I want to clarify by saying what's in my capacity right now is because I've noticed for myself and I think this is for many people who've like been deeply hurt by someone that there's waves of forgiveness and that like you will be triggered by something that will remind you of a pain you've had. And so you have to go back and forgive again. And so as of right now, the wave of forgiveness that I have, um, what I'm trying to say is that I think that I've forgiven him as much as I can right now. I'm sure in the future, something will come up and I'll be reminded of the pain and then I'll have to forgive him again. But for now, I've forgiven for for everything thing that he's done to hurt me um and not saying that he's done it intentionally like I think a lot of parents hurt their children and it's not intentional it's definitely unintentional hurt yeah for sure. but there are parents who do intentionally hurt oh yeah no no I'm not I'm not <laughs> right. discounting the, the malice of a, of a parent to, to the child right. I've seen parents be jealous of their child which is totally bizarre to me okay yeah <laughs> that's a whole other conversation but I think um that I've forgiven him for that. And then I've have a certain level of empathy for him. Um, but to answer your question, I think if he came and said, I think first, if he came and apologized and took accountability for the things he did, one, I would think that like the world was ending. <laughs> but to answer your question, if he did come back and said he, apolog- he apologized and said he wanted to have a relationship with me, I would seriously have to, I'd be like, thanks for the apology. It means a lot. But just so you know, I've forgiven you without your apology. Like I've been moved on without your apology, but it's great to have it. 
it's great to have an apology because it means you're taking accountability for what you did. Yeah. Um, if okay. he's in a, regarding the relationship, honestly, I don't know right now. I would probably say, let me sleep on it for like a long time because, <laughs> <laughs> because um, I think even though you can forgive someone, that doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with them. Yeah. And sometimes I think you have to be smart, which means using your head to protect your heart. I think I truly have to feel it out. Meaning like, I'd have to be like, okay, can my heart handle you disappointing me again? Yeah. It and be based off the first time around, even though I was a child, based off of the first time around, Yo no say I don't know. I don't know that I could <laughs> I don't know that I could go through that again, especially because the second time around is worse because you have to like you have the past as a template. And so it's like you you kind of you want to slap yourself in the face if you allow it to happen again. Again, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's something that it will forever be holding me back. But I don't know. I mean you never I can never say never you know what I'm saying and I also want to say that like so Omar took the initiative to have that conversation with his dad and I know like I already said like for me I don't like the idea of having to take the initiative like even as an adult um as an an adult child (laughs) yeah because I feel like it's not my place to heal a relationship that you started but I do think that for some people if you're up for it, if you feel up for it and you're not going to be resentful of it, I think starting that conversation is sometimes what has to happen as a child. Like you have to be the one to start that conversation because sometimes our parents are scared or they don't know how to start the conversation because it's awkward or maybe they just don't, they legitimately don't know how you feel about it. So they don't feel like there's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. And that resentment part is a huge factor. If you feel like after this conversation and whatever he says is going to affect you the same way, don't have the conversation. Especially if you want the change, like you can't want to change and then have a different conversation and they say the same thing. And then you fall back into the same thing that, that them falling back to the same thing after you try something new should be your confirmation enough to say, okay, I've tried. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out until I get it another time. Like, or I don't get it all. Yeah, you have to be in a good place to start that conversation. For sure. You have to really come with it thinking like, one, if this doesn't go the way that I hope, everything will be okay. I'll be okay. Yep. Um, and then two, you have to come in with it thinking like, you can't be upset. I'm not saying you can't feel the way that you feel, but the truth is, especially when you're dealing with certain personality types, like if you bring this conversation up and it backfires, like, and you know that's how your parent is going to respond, like, you have to accept the fact that you decide to start that conversation, knowing that that is their, the person that they are. Oh, and well. if they don't show up <laughs> the way that you feel like they should show up in that conversation, hey, at least you tried your best. But now you have an answer. You have an answer. Okay, maybe I don't come back to this conversation for another year. Because, <laughs> right. like, they're just not in the place to um, take accountability for their actions. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's also totally okay to decide you don't want to have a conversation. I think it's totally fine with any family member to decide you don't 
even want to have a relationship with them just because they're your parents doesn't mean you have to like I think some people feel like oh I owe them a relationship because they took care of me and it's like one they chose to take care of you and decide to have you (laughs) and that's their responsibility you don't owe your parents that you don't owe them for taking care of you (laughs) because that's what you're supposed to they're supposed to do as parents and I think for people of color there's like that respect level like respecting your elders and you know your parents yeah, and stuff I think, and, and you can pre- respectfully decide to not have a relationship with them and but that requires in my opinion having a conversation like I wouldn't advise just being like okay never talking to you again I think having a conversation explaining why you're not having a relationship with your parent is more beneficial than just ghosting them yeah and I think just and going to religion I grew up Christian and non-denominational so like a lot you we get taught like honor thy father and thy mother for your days will be long but yeah. it also says and go and collate I'm not even gonna God I'm not even Colossians yeah Galatians okay I think Colossians okay it talks about honoring the that the father the parents honor thy thy children and do not push them to frustration and 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 them feeling like they're not good enough, like the understanding their worthiness um, is tied to you. So like, I just want that to be present, like just as much as it's expected for a child to respect their parent, no matter what and what capacity it's, it's almost in the same respect to that a parent is supposed to honor and respect their child. Um, I think a lot of parents, for, forget that they were children at at some point and that Mm -hmm. they had to grow up to be independent human beings and that when you have children you're realistically supposed to be raising independent human beings that can do the same thing that you can do yeah and also children are human and so human beings right if anything just treat human beings respectfully so um this this conversation about our fathers was definitely I think it was needed just because like I said before I think everyone has a if it's not a difficult relationship it's kind of like an awkward one yeah like I feel like a lot of parents are like or a lot of children feel like when it comes to their fathers it's like we only talk about certain things like it's sports or we talk about you know handiwork like yeah yeah yeah, it's like or professional stuff where it's like yeah it's not really getting down to the nitty-gritty and so I think anyone listening to this, hopefully you can relate to either side, not having a, a father there or having one there, but it's a distant relationship. Right. And it's still difficult whether you yeah. look at it from either perspective. And I yeah. hope, and honestly, like I told you before we started this podcast, I was hesitant and scared <laughs> to do this podcast because like you, like I said, like I was grew up religious, so honoring my father and mother has been in the forefront of my mind the entire time because I don't want to speak out of feet. I don't want to speak out of like, um, like out of turn. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and out of like disrespect because that's not where I'm trying to come from. But I also understand I'm living a human experience, and what I experienced as a child is just as valid as what I'm experiencing as a as a kid. Some things were kid childish. And I acknowledge that, but some things were were very valid because of trauma that I experienced that, you know, I didn't know how to express. And so um, I hope I did my my 
dad justice in this episode um, yeah and I think it's different our approaches to this episode is very different because for me as not because I don't have a relationship with my dad it's easier for me to talk about it in a certain sense because yeah. I'm I'm not fearing backlash from it or him like calling me up why did you say this like that's not just that's not going to happen but for you you might have that and so I can definitely respect I appreciate you being vulnerable in this episode and risking that Thank, but no, I think it honestly, means a lot I think it means that your relationship with your father is progressive you feel like you can talk about this openly yeah yeah and openly in his house my <laughs> in his house <laughs> <laughs> I'm not recording at home I'm recording right. in his house on this episode so <laughs> to be doing that I, I feel I feel good you know yeah and I love my dad love you dad softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.